Welcome to the Study His Word podcast, brought to you by Fear and the Faith, where we read through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. The Bible is full of great wisdom and stories that we can use to better our Christ-like walk every day. Join us on our mission to get one million people to read the Bible cover to cover. Visit studyhisword.com for more info, resources we have available, upcoming projects, and events. Now, in the days of Arasas, the Arasas who reigned from India to Ethiopia over 127 provinces. In those days when King Arasas sat on his royal throne in Susa, the citadel, in the third year of his reign, he gave a feast for all of his officials and servants. The army of Persia and Media and the nobles and governors of the provinces who were before him where he showed the riches of his royal glory and the splendor and pomp of his greatness for many days, 180 days. And when these days were completed, the king gave for all the people present in Susa, the Sidel, both great and small, a feast lasting for seven days in the court of the garden of the king's palace. There were white cotton curtains and violet hangings fastened with cords of fine linen and purple to silver rods, and marble pillars, and also couches of gold and silver and mosaic pavement of porphyry, marble, mother of pearl, and precious stones. Drinks were served in golden vessels, vessels of different kinds, and the royal wine was lavished according to the bounty of the king. And drinking was according to this edict. There is no compulsion, for the king had given orders to all the staff of his palace to do as each man desired. Queen Vashidi also gave a feast for the women in the place that belonged to King Aserus. On the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry with wine, he commanded Metharam, Biza, Harbara, Bigtha, and Abitha, Zeter, Carcass, and the seven eunuchs who served in the presence of King Aserus to bring Queen Vahidi before the king with her royal crown in order to show the peoples and the princess her beauty, for she was lovely to look at. But Queen Vahidi refused to come at the king's command, delivered by the eunuchs. At this, the king became enraged and his anger burned within him. And the king said to the wise men who knew the times, for this was the king's procedure towards all who were versed in law and judgment. The men next to him bring Kashir, Sethra, Amatha, Tashiri, Mersas, Masara, and Mechem, the seven princes of Persia, and media who saw the king's face and sat first in the kingdom according to the law what is to be done to queen vishidi because she w- has not performed the command of king asheras said in the presence of the king and the officials not only against the king has queen vishidi done wrong but also against all the officials and all the peoples who are in the provinces of king asheras for the queen's behavior will be made known to all women causing them to look at their husbands with contempt saying, since they will say, King Asherus commanded Queen Vashidi to be brought before him, and she did not come. This very day, the noblewoman of Persia and Media, who had heard of the queen's behavior, will say the same to all of the king's officials, and there will be contempt and wrath in plenty. If it please the king, let a royal order go out from him, and let it be written among the laws of the Persians and of Medes, that it may not be repealed." that Vashidi is never again to come before the king and let the king give her royal position to another who is better than she. So when the decree made by the king is proclaimed throughout all the kingdom, for it is vast, all women will give honor to their husbands, high and low alike. 
This advice pleased the king and princes, and the king did as Mechorim proposed. He sent letters to the royal providences, to every province in his own script, to every people in his own language, and every man be master in his own household and speak according to the language of his people. Chapter 2. After these things, when the anger of King Asherah had updated, he remembered Bashidi, what she had done, and what had been decreed against her. The king's young men who attended him said, Let beautiful young virgins be sought out for the king, and let the king appoint officers in the provinces of his kingdom to gather all the beautiful young virgins in the harem in Susa the citadel, under custody of Haggai, the king's eunuch, who was in charge of the women. Let their cosmetics be given to them. And let the young woman who pleases the king be queen instead of Ashidi. This pleased the king, and he did so. Now there was a Jew in Susa, the citadel, whose name was Mordecai, a son of Jer, son of Shemai, son of Kish, a Benjaminite, who had been carried away from Jerusalem among the captives, away with Zechariah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away. He was bringing up Hadash, that is Esther, the daughter of his uncle, for she had neither father nor mother. This young woman had a beautiful figure and was lovely to look at. And when her father and mother died, Mordecai took her as his own daughter. So when the king's order and his edict were proclaimed, and when many young women were gathered in Susa, the citadel, in custody of, in custody of Haggai, Esther was also taken to the king's palace and put in custody of Haggai, who had charge of the woman. And the young woman pleased him and won his favor. And he quickly provided her with cosmetics and her portion of food with seven chosen young women from the king's palace and advanced her and her young woman to the best place in their harem. Esther had not made known her people or her kindred, for Mordecai had commanded her not to make it known. And every day Mordecai walked in front of the court of the harem to learn how Esther was doing and what was happening to her. Now, when the turn came for each young woman to go to King Asterisk after being 12 months, 12 months under the regulations of women, since it was the regular period of their beautifying, six months with oil of mare and six months with spices and ointments for women. When the young woman went into the king in this way, she was given whatever she desired to take with her from the harem to the king's palace. In the evening, she would go in and in the morning, she would return to the second harem in custody of Shazai, the king's eunuch who was in charge of the concubines. She would not go into the king again unless the king was delighted in her and she was summoned by name. When the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abai, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his own daughter to go into the king, she asked for nothing except what Haggai, the king's unit, who was in charge of the woman, advised. Now Esther was winning favor in the eyes of all who saw her. And when Esther was taken to King Asterus into his royal palace in the 10th month, which was the month of Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign, the king loved Esther more than all the women. She won grace and favor in his sight more than all of the other virgins, so that he set the royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vashidi. And the king gave a great feast to his officials and servants. It was Esther's feast. He also granted a remission of taxes in the provinces and gave gifts with royal generosity. Now, when the virgins were gathered together the second time, Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate. Esther had not made known her kindred or her, her people as Mordecai had commanded her. For Esther obeyed Mordecai just when just as she, when she was brought up by him. In those days, as Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, Bigam and Teresh, two of the king's eunuch who guarded the threshold, became angry and sought to lay hands on King Asterisk. 
And this came to the knowledge of Mordecai, and he told it to the queen Esther. And Esther told the queen, the king, in the name of Mordecai. When the affair was investigated and found it to be so, the men were both hanged in the gallows. And it was recorded in the book of the Chronicles in the presence of the king. Chapter 3. After these things, King Zacharias promoted Haram the Agatite, the son of Hamitha, and advanced him and set his throne above all of the officials who were with him. And all the king's servants who were at the king's gate bowed and paid homage to Ham, the king, for the king had commanded concerning them. But Mordecai did not bow or pay homage. And the king's servants who were at the king's gate said to Mordecai, Why do you transgress at the king's command? And when they spoke to him day after day, and he would not listen to them, they told Haman in order to see whether Mordecai's words would stand. For he had told them that he was a Jew. And when Haman saw that Mordecai did not bow or pay homage to him, Haman was filled with fury. But he was disdained to lay hands on Mordecai alone. So as they made known to him the people of Mordecai, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews, the people of Mordecai, throughout the whole city, the whole kingdom of Asherus. In the first month, which is the month of Nisan, in the twelfth month of King Asherus, they cast per, that is, they cast lots, before Haman day after day. And they cast it month after month till the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar. And Haman said to King Asherus, There's a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the peoples in all of the provinces of your kingdom. Their laws are different from those of every other people, and they do not keep the king's laws, so that it is not the, to the king's profit to tolerate them. If it please the king, let it be decreed that they be destroyed, or I'll pay 10,000 talents of silver into the hands of those who have charge of the king's business, that they may put it into the king's treasuries. So the king took his signet ring from his hand and gave it to Haman the Ag Agite, the son of Hamitha, the enemy of the Jews. And the king said to Haman, the money is given to you, the people also, to do with it as it seems good to you. The king's scribes were summoned on the 13th day of the first month at edict, according to the, all that Haman had commanded, was written in the king's satraps and the governors over all the province, provinces and to the officials of all the peoples, to every province in its own script and every people in its own language. It was written that the king Asherus was sealed by the king's signet ring. Letters were sent by all countries to the king's provinces with instruction to destroy, to kill, and to annihilate Jews young and old, women and children, in one day, the 13th day of the 12th month, which was the month of Adar, and to plunder their goods. A copy of the document must be issued as a decree to every province by proclamation to all the peoples to be ready for that day. The couriers were hurried by the order of the king, and decree was issued at Susa, the citadel. The king and Haman sat down to drink, but the city of Susa was thrown into confusion. That concludes our reading for the day. Thanks for taking a little bit of your day to listen to the Word. We hope today's message really spoke to you. Remember, you can find more resources, connect with us, or sign up to get weekly readings on our website, studyhisword.com. Until next time, God bless you, and may His light shine upon you.